Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you would love to hear a biblical perspective on or receive prayer for. We're here to do that for you with this show Every weekday, we have pastors here for you during the 4 to 5 p.m. hour in the Mountain Time Zone, praying for your prayer requests, answering your Bible questions, and I have the pleasure of being here with you every Friday. So I want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and in Southern Wyoming on Grace FM. Welcome to the program. You're here in the show live today. Today is April 23rd. It's a Friday. We also want to welcome those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland as well as those who are listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Welcome to the program. So glad that you are tuning in today. We want to remind you that those of you listening on the East Coast and in the area around Tennessee, so Hope FM and Truth FM, you're hearing the program on a one-week delay. Those of you listening here in Colorado and into Southern Wyoming on Grace FM, you're hearing the show live. But for those of you who are hearing the show on a one-week delay, we just want you to know about that and be aware of it. But we also want to encourage you to take it, take advantage or take, take the opportunity, the unique opportunity that this situation affords you. And that is this, that as you're listening and you know that you're, you're calling in and then your call will be broadcast a week later on your local station, take that opportunity to spread the word, tell a friend, a family member, and say, hey, I'm going to be on the radio at this time, on this station. You should tune in. And that can be a way for you to introduce them to that Christian radio station, whether it's Hope FM or Truth FM, in your local area. Maybe they'll, it'll become a preset in their car. Maybe it'll be something that they listen to when they're not listening to you, when they're listening to the Bible teaching. And who knows what God might do through that to work in their lives. We hear great testimonies all the time of things that God is doing and how he's using Christian radio and Bible teaching in people's lives. And so we want to encourage you to take advantage of that. And that also goes for those of you who are not listening on a one-week delay. That goes for those of you listening on Grace FM and uh, those of you listening online. We'd love to have you spread the word about what God is doing uh, Christian radio, inviting your friends and family to tune in and listen to this station, letting them know about the opportunity here for, um, for people to, to uh, tune in and call in with their questions. So do definitely give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line is 720 336 0897. Hey, we also want to greet those of you who are tuning in online. We know there's a growing number of people who listen online, including a lot of people who are outside of our broadcast ranges. So we're broadcasting in 
Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Tennessee, and of course, Colorado and Wyoming. But beyond that, anybody who has a mobile device or internet connection is able to tune in uh, anywhere in the world. And we often have listeners from Europe, South America, Asia, Africa. And uh, so if you're tuning in today uh, over the internet, I just want to welcome you. And for those of you who haven't yet downloaded the Grace FM app, I want to encourage you to go and do that. It's a free app. Just type in Grace FM as one word in the search bar of your app store or or your Google Play store, and it'll come up. You can put it on your phone. You can put it on your tablet. You can also just go to gracefm.com in your browser, and you can click the button to listen live. And as you do that, you're able to listen anywhere in the world. And for those of you who are outside of our broadcast range, we love to hear from you too. So give us a call. With your Bible questions, with your prayer requests, the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us, 720-336-0897. Just a few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. We're a Calvary Chapel-affiliated church here in this great city, just up the road from Boulder, down the way from Fort Collins and north of Denver. And we uh, would love to minister to you if you are in Longmont or in any of the surrounding communities within driving distance of Longmont. We'd love to serve you. We'd love to have you be part of what God is doing here at our church. Uh, about a year ago, we moved into a new building. And in spite of all the things that have been going on with COVID and with, with all the difficulties in our world in this past year, God has just been really blessing our fellowship here. People have been growing. People have been coming to know the Lord, getting saved. People have been getting baptized and, and growing in the Lord. So we'd love to have you come and be part of that. We have a growing uh, youth ministry, growing children's ministry, young adults ministry as well. And we'd love to have you be part of it. You can find more information about our church at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. You can go and listen to some messages, watch some videos of past teachings. Uh, we're currently in a series called The Risen Life, in which we're looking at the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus and what they tell us about what it means for us who have been crucified in Christ and raised to new life in him, what it means for us to live this new life in him. Uh, we've looked at a few of these post-resurrection appearances. This Sunday, we're going to be looking at the book of Revelation, chapter 1, where we see the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about how who Jesus is, how that changes everything for our lives practically. We're going to be joined by a guest uh, pastor, a friend from out of town. His name is Richard Semino. He pastors in Roseville, California, which is a suburb of Sacramento. And Richard is here, and the reason he's here in town is because today, just this morning, we hosted here at our church, Whitefields, we hosted a regional gathering for Calvary Chapel and other like-minded pastors. It wasn't all Calvary Chapel pastors. We had some great uh, Baptist friends here. We had pastors from uh, Christian church denomination and other uh, pastors as well who joined us uh, for a pastor's breakfast, time of being encouraged in ministry, in the Lord. And so we all had breakfast together. This is something we were doing quarterly prior to this. But of course, with COVID and all these things, we hadn't gathered in over a year. So it's our first uh, pastor's gathering in over a year, and you could just see as tangible on the guys that they they needed encouragement, they wanted the fellowship, and they were so glad for it. So we were blessed this morning, and uh, Pastor Richard Semino ministered to us, helped us as servants. He's been pastoring for over 35 years, and so he had us a wealth of experience. He was here with us, 
And then we get the blessing here of Whitefields of having Richard stay with us through the weekend, and he's going to be speaking and teaching at our services this coming Sunday. So if you are within driving distance of Longmont, definitely join us. We'd love to have you. We have services in person three times on Sunday, and we also have two online services. So our in-person services are at 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11 a.m., and our in per, or sorry, those are our in-person services, 8, 9.30, and 11, and our online services are at 9.30 and 11. You can find those on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. You can also find directions to our church on that website. You can also just Google us, but I'll give you the address as well. Our address is 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado. It's 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado. We're right on Highway 119, which is the main highway that comes into Longmont off of I-25. We're on the north side of the highway, just opposite of Sandstone Ranch Community Park and the Walmart that's here on 119. And so we're just right on the north side. You can't miss it. Uh, Even some of the guys told me they were driving down the highway today. They weren't exactly sure where the church was because it's their first time here. And they just saw it, you know, on the right. You couldn't miss it. So uh, you'll find us there. And you can also find us online. And you can also hear me every weekday at 2.30 p.m. and at 9.30 a.m. So 9.30 and 2.30, I'm on Grace FM with our teachings uh, here on this station, as well as Sunday mornings at 1 o'clock. So we'd love to have you join us. Check us out online at whitefieldschurch.com. Let's go to our first caller, Dalton in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hi, Dalton. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing today? Doing great. What's up? Um, so I was just curious, I was watching a medieval movie not too long ago, and, uh, back in those days, they were Roman Catholics, and, uh, I was just curious, why, where does the Latin translation come in, and into, like, church history and everything, and why is it used, I guess, um, because I also know that we get the word rapture from the Latin word raptura, or, I think that's the word anyways, but I was just curious on the history of that and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so pretty early on, the Bible is translated into Latin. It's called the Vulgate, and the Vulgate, you know, meaning um, the common language. Now, that was the common language for some of the people. you got to understand, in the Roman Empire at that time, really only the Western Roman Empire, which means Italy, but not even all of Italy, but mostly around Rome and then Spain and parts of North Africa were Latin-speaking, the great majority of the Roman Empire was still Greek-speaking, um, especially the Eastern Roman Empire. And of course, this leads to a lot of history and the schisms and things that took place between um, Latin and Greek churches. And a big part of actually why there was a schism between the Latin and Greek churches, or what we call the East and West churches, is because of the translation of certain words and how confusing or how when you translated a Greek term into Latin, sometimes the meaning became a little bit skewed or it could be understood in a different way. And that is actually something that led to a lot of things. Like, for example, uh, in Greek, Mary is referred to as Theotokos, which means the bearer of God. Bearer of God. But when they translated that into Latin, it became Mater Dios, or some Mater Dei, that's what it is, sorry, Mater Dei, which means mother of God. So the bearer of God is not the same thing as the mother of God. And so some of these things where we get into uh, talking about, you know, some of the Roman Catholic theology and how it developed, a lot of it is just to say, a lot of it is the result of 
trying to translate things into Latin and missing some of the nuance that existed in the Greek language, which of course is a richer language, has more words, as, as you may know, for example, like we talk about the difference between different words for love in Greek. So it's a much richer language, bigger vocabulary, and more descriptive. And so what happened is, of course, for the Western Christians, they translated the Bible from Greek into Latin. Now, as the church split, you know, we had the Western church, and the Western church held fiercely to their Latin translation of the Bible, whereas the Eastern church, interestingly enough, did not take that same approach with the Greek translation, or well, it wasn't a translation. I mean, it was a Greek. The Bible was originally written in Greek. Um, so, you know, the Eastern church, let's say like based on Constantinople and based in the different patriarchates that existed in what's now Turkey, and Lebanon, Syria, etc., they were actually okay with people translating the Bible into other languages. Whereas in the West, they really, really held fast to, no, 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 only the Latin translation of the Bible is authorized, which is, again, a pretty strange thing to, to say when you consider that the Vulgate itself was a translation of the Greek text, and yet they didn't want any more translations. And when they did allow translations, they insisted that those translations be translated from the Latin Vulgate into whatever other language they were going to translate into as opposed to from the original Greek manuscripts. You see how skewed that is? Yeah. Well, and could that kind of explain why Catholicism isn't necessarily always, I don't know, I'm not saying it's wrong by any means, but they have some things that, like the, uh, uh, gosh dang it, don't they have a, uh, a book or a section of books in the Bible that are added? Um, that was called like the apostrate or something like that. Uh, it's called the apocrypha. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So that there's an interesting history with that too, which I'll, I'll share with you if you're interested. Uh, the yeah. history of the apocrypha. There's we talk about Old Testament apocrypha, and we talk about New Testament apocrypha. Okay, and so New Testament apocrypha includes stuff like the Gospel of Thomas, and the the Acts of. Peter and things like this, like basically books that are not considered canonical or inspired by God at all. Nobody, there's no church group out there that believes that the New Testament Apocrypha should be accepted. Now, on the other hand, the Old Testament Apocrypha, here's, here's how the history of that kind of worked. The, um, originally, you know, the, the books of the Bible that are now in what's called the Old Testament Apocrypha Many of them were considered historical books or books that were kind of adjacent to the Bible, not necessarily considered bad. Like when we look at those books, we wouldn't tell people don't read these books because they're bad. You know, if you're talking about like the book of Maccabees, for example, it's a great historical book. It tells an important story, important history of Israel's, you know, time during the what we call intertestamental period, right between the Old Testament and New Testament. But you know what? There are a lot of good books out there. It doesn't mean that they're all inspired by God. And so what happened right. with, the, with the Roman Catholic Church is that particularly where they, they decided to double down on the apocryphal books from the Old Testament happened in the post-Reformation period. So we as Protestants refer to this as the 
Counter-Reformation. This was the Catholic Church's reaction to the Protestant Reformation. The Catholic Church likes to think of this, or they, they refer to it as the Catholic Reformation, and sometimes they'll just call it the, the Trentine Reformation, meaning this was a, the Council of Trent, which is Vatican I, and this was their reaction to um, a lot of the things that were happening in the Reformation, which was essentially a return to the Scriptures and telling people to, um, to read the Scriptures for themselves. And, and so one of the things that they did is that the Reformers came and they said, look, you guys, Catholic Church, you guys have a lot of doctrines that are not found in the Bible, not even in the Old Testament. For example, yeah. purgatory, that would be the main one. Purgatory was the one. Now, there was some passage, and I'm not remembering which passage it is off the top of my head, but there is a passage in one of the Old Testament apocryphal books, which the church had always said, you know, they aren't bad books, but they're not inspired by God. And the reason we don't believe they're inspired by God is because the Jewish people never viewed these books ever as being inspired by God. But then the right. Roman Catholic Church realized there's, there's, there might be a justification in these books for believing in what they called purgatory. And so they said, okay, well, actually, we're going to say that those are now inspired books. Basically, it's a, it's a backwards way of, of affirming that something is inspired by God. You see what I'm saying? Because, it, because yeah. it, it affirms what you already believe, therefore you say, oh, okay, now I put my stamp of approval on it. Yeah, it, uh, you explained it very well, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, cool. Hey, if you're interested in Bible translation, um, I have written three articles on my website about Bible translation that might just be helpful for people. I talk about different Bible translations. I talk about issues regarding the King James Bible, issues regarding the NIV, and how Bible translation works in general. And so I'll just give you the address where you can check that out if you're interested or if anybody else out there is interested. And that is, uh, you go to my website, which is nickkady.org. It's N-I-C-K-C-A-D-Y dot O-R-G. And find the search bar. If you're on your phone, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom to find the search bar. If you're on a um, desktop or laptop, it's right there at the top. But if you just put in Bible translations in the search bar, you'll have those three articles come up. And if anybody's having trouble finding them, go ahead and text me, and I'll email them to you. The number to, to text is 720-336-0897. Just text me your email address, and I will email you links to those um, articles on Bible translation, and maybe that will help you know, anybody out there who, who's curious about that topic. Awesome. I will, I'll check it out for sure. And uh, lastly, can I just ask for uh, prayers for wisdom? Absolutely. Okay, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we pray for Dalton, and we ask, Lord, that you would give him wisdom. Your word says that if anybody lacks wisdom, that they can come to you because you give freely to those who ask. And so, Lord, we pray for Dalton, and we ask that you would give him great wisdom in every area of his life where he needs it. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Amen. Thank you very much, Nick. Yeah, my pleasure. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. You too. Bye-bye. Right, Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today, taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible. You can also call in with your questions about 
prayer requests, uh, maybe anything you've been confused about or unsure of when it comes to the Bible, something maybe has just caused you confusion, you've always wanted to, to talk to somebody about it, this would be a great time for that. So give me a call. I'd love to talk about the Bible, talk about Jesus with you. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. We have all open lines right now, so it's a great time to get on. Uh, we can get you on pretty quickly. You can also call us with your prayer requests. We want to pray for you. And you can also text us. Give us a Send us a text over here at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. We have a question that was texted in, and that question says this. Let me just get there. Does the Bible encourage people who are poor to ask for help? Does the Bible encourage people who are poor to ask for help? Well, off the top of my head, I would tell you this. I cannot actually think of any places in the Bible that tell people who are poor or basically put the impetus for receiving help upon those who are poor. Rather, the Bible tends to speak to those who are strong and tells them to help those who are weak. So the, the direction is given to the strong to minister to those who are weak, to um, reach down to, to lower themselves to, lift up those who are weak, help those who are poor. I'll give you a few examples of this, um, but I think th there are two sides to the coin, and I, I will bring that out. First thing is this, that in the book of Leviticus, we're told that farmers should not harvest the corners of their fields. So they were to leave the corners of their fields, some parts of their fields, unharvested. And the reason for this was so that the poor could come and glean meaning that the poor could come and they could pick the grains from the field and they could just keep them free of charge. Um, but they, but here's the thing. So on the one hand, the farmers were to provide this, make it available to the poor. On the other hand, the poor had to come and actually pick the grain themselves. So in other words, it wasn't, um, you know, that you were cooking the food and then putting the spoon into the mouth of the person so they didn't have to do any activity at all. Rather, it was that you provide the opportunity for them to come and, and receive the provision. So provisions were made, but the poor still had to go and, and get the food for themselves. So again, the Bible speaking to those who have about what they are to do with what they have in order to help those who have not. Um, the other verses that come to mind would be uh, Galatians chapter 6. And there are two really interesting verses, one after the other, in Galatians 6. And I'll read them to you. The first verse is Galatians 6, verse 2. It says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And here's what it says two verses later in Galatians chapter 6, verse 4. But let each person test his own work. Oh, I'm sorry. This is verse 5. It's the one I was looking for. For each person needs to bear his own load. So those two verses almost seem like they're saying the opposite thing, doesn't it? On the one hand, bear one another's burdens, and by doing so, you will fulfill the law of Christ. The other one says, every single person needs to bear their own load. Now, how do those two verses work together? They actually work together beautifully if you understand the meaning of the word there that's used for burden. It's two different words for burden. You'll notice one is burden, the other one is load. Some translations actually say both the word is translated burden. That's not, that's not very good 
way of doing interpretation or translation there because they're referring to two different things. And so I like how this translation, I'm reading from the ESV, by the way, it says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Verse five, for each will have to bear his own load. What that tells us is this. We have an obligation to lift off of somebody's shoulders a crushing burden, something that is keeping them down and crushing them and uh, oppressing them, basically making it impossible for them to get up on their own two feet and walk. But on the other hand, uh, verse five is saying this, everybody needs to bear their own load. That word for load isn't a crushing burden that's too much to carry. That word for load there is like what you would think of as a backpack, right? The, the normal thing of life that everybody needs to bear. Kind of like how it says in 2 Thessalonians, if someone is not willing to work, then that person should not eat. In other words, don't uh, keep giving something to someone who is essentially just the reason they don't have is because they're unwilling to work. But on the other hand, we want to help people escape the crushing burden of a situation or or whatever that might be so that they're able to take care of themselves. So, you know, I think that that's a really important and nuanced argument because I think a lot of times you hear people on either side kind of say it in what I guess would be a less than nuanced way, right? On the one hand, you have people who will say things like, you know, people who don't have stuff, they just need to work harder. They just need to try harder. They just need to do do better. And they need to be more like me because I'm a hard worker, that kind of thing, that kind of attitude. Okay. In some cases, that's true. But in a lot of cases, some people are under a, a crushing burden that and to bear to fulfill the law of Christ is for us to lift those crushing burdens and help people to be able to stand on their own two feet. On the other hand, you get people who say, hey, you know, as Christians, we just need to be, um, you know, giving aid and helping people. And that's true as well. But again, we don't do it to the point where we are keeping people on life support, if you will. Basically, we're doing everything for them, not only providing the grain for them to to reap for themselves, but we're putting the spoon in their mouth because they're unable or unwilling to feed themselves. So I, I would say that that would be um, my understanding of the answer to your question, which again was, does the Bible encourage people who are poor to ask for help? Again, the impetus is definitely put on those who are, are not poor to give to those who are poor, but we do want to remember both sides of the coin, that those who are poor are also encouraged to come and put in effort and action as well. Okay, the number to call, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. We have all open lines right now. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. We are coming up on our mid-show break, uh, which is a two-minute break. But before we do that, I think we have time for one prayer request that was texted in. Someone texted in and said, I have a praise report. My friend and coworker in India is out of the hospital and recovering. Pray that God will water the seeds of the gospel I gave to him. And another prayer request is for comfort and grace for my friend and family as their father died in a tragic car accident on I-70 near Bennett. Let's pray for those things. Lord, first of all, we pray for comfort and grace for this friend and her family as they've lost their loved one, their father, in this car accident. Lord, we're so sorry to hear that. We pray that you would bring healing and comfort to this family. Lord, that you would fill the gaps that are left by the loss of this loved one. 
And Lord, that you'd be with them, that you'd hold them tight and bring them close to your heart. And Lord, we also want to pray for this friend and coworker there in India um, to, to uh, Lord, that the seeds of the gospel have been planted in his heart, Lord, that they would bear much fruit and that they, this would result in salvation. Lord, we pray that you would do a great work in this person, that you would water the seeds of the gospel, Lord, that more seeds would be planted, and Lord, that this person truly would come to know you and trust in you with their whole heart. And so we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are coming right up on our mid-show break. There's the music. I was wondering when it was going to come, but there it is. Okay, great. So, hey, give us a call. 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. We can get you on pretty quickly because we have all open lines. We will get to you right after the break. And the text line, you can text us as well. 720-336-0897. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Give us a call with your questions about the Bible. Give us a call with your prayer requests. We want to pray for you. We want to answer your questions and and hopefully build you up in your faith today. And maybe that question that you have is something that somebody else has been wondering about too. And so they'll be blessed by you calling in and asking that question as well. Let's go ahead and go back to our text line. We have a text from someone asking for prayer for a little girl named Michaela. She's four years old, and she just had a tumor removed from her brain on Monday. Still waiting for results. I assume, or waiting for results. I assume that means results from a biopsy, um, but maybe it just means results of how she's going to recover. Um, But it says, please pray for this little girl and her parents. Thank you. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we pray for Michaela, and Lord, we do pray for her that you'd be with her. I'm sure at four years old, it's very scary to have to go through something like this, to be away from home in a hospital, to have something growing inside of you that is foreign and and dangerous. And Lord, we thank you that the doctors were able to find this tumor and that they were able to remove it on time uh, from her brain. Lord, we pray that the surgery would have been completely successful, Lord, that there would be no more parts of that tumor that would grow and Lord, that she would have a complete and whole recovery. Lord, that she would have no residual effects from uh, the surgery or from the tumor having been in her brain. And Lord, we pray that there would be no return of any cancer of any kind in her body. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray you'd be with her, comfort her, encourage her. And we pray for her also that her parents would have grace and strength to be able to walk with her through this time, to be able to coach her to trust in you in the midst of difficult circumstances like these. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Give me a call. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 
720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Ruth in Parker, Colorado. Hi, Ruth. Welcome to the program. Hi. I'm calling for my daughter. She was diagnosed in October with breast cancer. Um, mm. They removed her breast for ID, and when they removed the lymph nodes, she still has it. The chemo was didn't work, and it's behind her eye also. So if we could just pray for healing for her Let's and that. God's peace. Heavenly Father, I lift up to you, Ruth. I pray for her daughter. And Lord, I ask that you would do a work of healing in her life. Lord, we pray that this cancer, as it's spreading through her body, as it's getting behind her eyes, Lord, we pray that you would stop it in its tracks. Lord, we pray that she would be healed, that you would remove this cancerous growth from her body. And we pray, Lord, that she would be well in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Yeah. And Ruth, let me, let me pray for you as well. Lord, I pray for Ruth, and I, I just hear in her voice just the struggle, the fear, the concern for her daughter, who she clearly loves. Lord, we pray that you would be with her, comfort her, give her grace, give her faith in, to walk through this difficult circumstance. And Lord, would you please uh, draw her near to yourself and comfort her in this time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure, Ruth. God bless you. You too. Thank you. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church. And, and what an honor it is to be able to pray for somebody like Ruth, um, who's going through a really hard time. If you're out there and you're going through something difficult like that, we would love to pray for you. We'd love to lift up your need. Don't keep it to yourself. You know, there's a lot of people listening to this show and a lot of people who can agree with us in prayer before the Lord. So let's take those things that are burdening our hearts, that are causing us to be anxious, Let's lift them up to the Lord. He cares for us, so let's cast our cares upon him. So thank you, Ruth, for being brave enough to call in uh, with something that is so personal and such a, a very real struggle. And um, I would encourage those of you listening out there, please keep Ruth's daughter in prayer. That's, that's pretty scary what she's going through. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 336 0897. That's 720 for the text line. But we'd love to have some callers. Love talking to you guys on the phone. And speaking of that, let's go to our next caller, Mike in Greeley, Colorado. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the program. Hi. How you doing, Pastor? Doing great. What's up? Well, I was going to ask for prayer today. Um, I'm trying to, I've, I've formed a nonprofit and I'm trying to make a difference in the community here in Greeley. And um, just feel like the Lord's been moving in that, and I just want prayer that we gain some traction and um, increase our activity and, and uh, exposure and maybe draw some funds uh, that we can work with. Yeah. What, is your, what does your nonprofit do? So we're building up to being able to provide affordable housing, but right now we're just going to try to improve some of the um, older housing here, kind of help people that can't afford it to get in touch with city programs and funding for them and uh, provide repair services. And uh, it would be at cost, at material cost for the um, clients. So yeah, just trying to network and, and 
get to know some of the local pastors and work with the churches on this and see if I can't uh, gain some momentum, I guess. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good thing you guys are doing there in Greeley, Mike. We'll be praying for you. I know that there's definitely people who need that assistance that you guys are providing. And, and you know, what a, what a great way to spend your time and your energy. So let's pray for you. Lord, we pray for Mike and thank you for this, um, this idea, the vision for this nonprofit to help those who are poor, to help those who have less, to, to get housing and to get what they need. And so, Lord, we pray for this ministry. We pray that you give him the words to use to share this ministry with other people, this, this outreach that he's involved in. Lord, we pray that they would get the support that they need from churches, from, um, from other you know, government organizations. Lord, we pray that you'd provide their resources, but also bring them in contact with people whom they can help and who need their help. And so, Lord, we pray for Mike that you'd keep him encouraged as he pursues this. We pray that you'd give him a great staff and support around him as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. God bless you, Mike. Bless you. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. You can call me with your Bible questions or with your prayer requests. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to help answer your questions. 303-690-3000 or text me at 720-336-0800. Nine seven. Let's go to Desiree in Thornton, Colorado. Hi, Desiree. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How's it going? Going great. That's great. Well, um, my son, he's really sick. Um, the corona, he has um, two lungs that are filled with fluid. And yesterday they had to stop the antibiotic because his liver was inflamed. But through the power of prayer, the liver looks better, so they started him back on antibiotics today. But last night, his wife was um, got real sick, so they had to do surgery on her this morning. They had to remove her gallbladder. So I'm asking for prayers for the family, for strength. Okay, let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, we lift up Desiree's son and daughter-in-law to you. We pray for her son. Thank you that the, the issue with his liver has gone away, Lord, and that he's now able to be back on antibiotics. Lord, we pray that those antibiotics would be used by you and that they would be effective. Lord, we pray that his pneumonia, Lord, that it would be cleared up. Lord, that he would be well and whole in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for his lungs that they wouldn't be, they wouldn't have residual effects, lasting effects from this, but Lord, that he would make a full and whole recovery. Lord, we pray that you would also be with his wife as she has this gallbladder infection. Lord, we pray that you would cause that infection to be gone. Lord, that she would be well in Jesus' name. We pray that again in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. My pleasure. God bless you, Desiree. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. Give me a call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. We've got some more texts and we've got a few callers on the way. But before we get to that, there are two things I want to tell you about. 
The first of them is that there is a um, there is a men's conference coming up that's going to be hosted here at our church. We call we're calling it the Northern Front Range Calvary Chapel Men's Conference. But listen, whoever you are out there listening, you are welcome to this conference. You're invited. We'd love to have you. There is a limited availability. About half the spots are taken already, but it's going to be in three weeks from now in May, uh, May 21st and 22nd. That's a Friday and Saturday. So it's Friday after work, you know, Friday evening, and then Saturday, a half day ending at one o'clock with lunch. And we're going to have some great speakers. Pastor Jeff Biggs from Greeley will be here. We've got Pastor Sean Sells from Cheyenne. We've also got Pastor Michael Payne from here in Longmont. And they're going to be teaching the word, going through Revelation chapter 2 and 3, the letters to the seven churches. They'll be looking at three of those. And uh, we're going to be spending time in worship, time in prayer. This is a time for men to connect and seek the Lord along with other men who are seeking him. So we'd love to have you come out for that. Um, The way to sign up, you can just go on our church's website, whitefieldschurch.com. Go scroll down to the events section. There's a big button that says events. You click on that, and you'll be able to... Uh, find the event for the men's conference. It's a low-cost thing, $25. That basically covers lunch and and the, the real you know basic food items that we're providing because we just want to do this as a blessing to men in this northern Front Range area. So whoever you are, we'd love to have you come to this event May 21st and 22nd, Friday and Saturday, the Calvary Chapel Northern Front Range men's conference hosted here at our church, Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont. You can, again, find more information and sign up at whitefieldschurch.com. The second thing I want to tell you about is that um, many of you have heard, uh, if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, about my website that I mentioned sometimes, nickkady.org. But uh, just a few weeks ago, I was asked, well, I've been being asked for a bit, and I've been saying no for a while, but I finally said yes to uh, turning some of my articles and content into a podcast. So if there's any of you out there who like podcasts, like listening to podcasts, um, I would just recommend to you, mine went live a few weeks ago, but now it just got picked up by a Good Lion Podcast Network, which is a, a network that kind of promotes Christian podcasts. And so if you're looking for not only my podcast, but if you're looking for good Christian content to listen to on podcasts, I would recommend to you Good Lion Podcast Network. You can find them just by going typing in goodlion.io. And you can also just go to my podcast directly. If you're interested, you can go to uh, Theology for the People. Just Google that. Put that in the search bar of your podcast app, Theology for the People podcast. And you can listen to my episodes on there. I have some recent episodes that just came out that you might be interested in that I can uh, share with you. One of the, my most recent episode is called, Why Does God Judge Some People More Harshly Than Others? I had one on, Does God Hate Religion? Because a lot of people claim that, and so we just examined the question. Does God hate religion? And then another one is, Is Church an Unnecessary Evil? You know, a lot of people talk about church as being unnecessary or even perhaps even detrimental or antithetical to Christian faith. So what is the reality? What's the truth? We examined those questions and give answers on this podcast. So I think you'd like it. Go ahead and check it out. Theology for the People podcast and the Good Lion Podcast Network. Okay, let's go back to our callers. Let's go to Desiree in, I'm sorry, not Desiree, Christine in Albuquerque. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Pastor. I wanted to say, first of all, that Grace FM has been such a blessing to me, and I'm so grateful for you guys. 
all the awesome. pastors. Christine, I have to tell you that we were just chatting about you with the producer here that we think that you're the first caller that we remember from Albuquerque. So oh. <laughs> awesome. Glad to <laughs> have you wonderful. listening. Um, so this is my question. So in the book of Job, um, the devil had to ask God for permission to do the things he did to Job. Well, I have a cousin that every time something goes wrong or something's bad, he always says, the devil made, the devil did it. It's the devil. It's the devil. Does the devil really have that much power over us? So I would just tell you this, that um, we know that God is not the author of evil, but let's put it this way. Everything that has to happen because God is sovereign essentially has to pass through the hand of God. It has to be allowed by God at very minimum. And so while God is not the one doing it, he is certainly allowing it to happen. And the Bible tells us that, of course, he does this, not in spite of the fact that he loves us, but he actually does it because he loves us. And it gives us so many stories that illustrate that for us. So, for example, with Joseph, here's a righteous man. We're not told anything evil that Joseph ever did in his entire life. And yet, in spite of his righteousness, he just has tragedy after tragedy after tragedy and he's never really given an answer as to why God is allowing all these things to happen in his life until 20 years later, he realizes that every single thing that happened in his life that was bad and hurt, and it was indeed bad, right? Being sold into slavery, being accused falsely, you know, being continuing yeah. to be in jail, even though he should have been exonerated, all these things, um, he realizes that if, if, just even one of those things hadn't happened in the way that it did, then not only would his family have died, but God's plan of salvation through the Jewish people would have ended. In other words, thank God that all those things happened now in retrospect, right? And there's, there's so many other examples of that with Paul, the apostle, right? And, and right. going on. My point is simply to say this, that we believe in a God who is in control and what that means is that although he's not the author of evil, he does use things which are bad to accomplish his good purposes. That's called redemption, by the way. And he acts redemptively. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Pastor. And uh, um, we'll all just keep praying and uh, give God all the glory. Thank you. Sounds great. And keep calling in, Christine. Tell all your friends in Albuquerque about Grace FM. I right. will. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. We've got about 12 minutes left in our show, which means plenty of time to, for one or two more callers. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. Speaking of text, let's go back over to our text line and check in over there. Someone asked me on the text line, what do you think of the NLT compared to the NIV translation? So NLT versus uh, NIV. Well, on my website, I've mentioned to you that I have this um, these articles that I've written about how Bible translation works. And in the first of those articles, which if you're, if you're on my website and search for it, it's called Making Sense of Different Bible Translations. And on there, I have a nice graphic which shows kind of a spectrum upon which um, Bible translations fall. 
And the way that Bible translation works, and this is true of any language, right? If you're translating from uh, Spanish to English, or you're translating for, for example, I speak Hungarian. So if I'm translating from Hungarian to English or from English to Hungarian, for one particular word in the first language, there might be two to three ways to translate that word, synonyms, if you will. But each of those synonyms will have a little bit different nuance. And so whenever you're translating, you're also interpreting. You're trying to understand, okay, for this word, what is the corresponding word that not only uh, conveys the meaning, but conveys the nuance that is found in that word or phrase in the source language, the original language. And that's what makes translation challenging. That's why we have many different Bible translations, um, because there, there's room for that. And translations generally fall on a continuum or a spectrum, if you will. On the one hand, you have, on the one end of the spectrum, you have very literal translation, like word for word, where basically they're saying this Greek word means this in English. Therefore, you know, even if the sentence sounds clunky and doesn't flow well, we're going to translate it as linearly, linearly as possible. So the most word for word translation you can get would be an interlinear translation. And then, you know, you have your other translations that are very hyper-literal. So like NASB, also ESV is there. And then getting into the King James translations. Then moving to the other end of the spectrum where you have like the Living Bible, the Good News Translation, the Contemporary English Bible. These are much more, rather than being word for word, it's basically taking the thought and translating the thought or the sentence rather than the word. So taking a sentence, translating the sentence, rather than translating word for word. Now, where does the NLT fall on that? Um, the NLT was definitely closer to the sentence by sentence or thought by thought method of translation, as opposed to the word for word. NIV um, seeks to be m more word for word. Now, some people have criticized the NIV. As I mentioned, I have an article on my website about the NIV translation, and the uh, the, the criticism that it received had to do with its publisher and the 2011 edition of the NIV. Now, here's what I want you to know. That 2011 version of NIV was actually recalled by the publisher and they stopped um, distribution of it. Because what they did in there is that they changed some pronouns to make it like, instead of saying uh, he or she, they would say they, or they would say things like... Um, you know, instead of saying men or women, they would say people. Now, in some cases, that's justified because like in, in some languages, um, you know, in English, we might say men when the original language really didn't mean uh, male individuals. It actually meant people in general. And so in that case, it actually would be appropriate to say people instead of men. But there are other cases where, for example, the Bible says that we are sons of God it doesn't say that we're sons and daughters of God. It says that we're sons. Now, the question is, is that misogynistic, basically, like, you know, male chauvinism or male preference, or is there actually a theological importance to using the male, male uh, descriptor in that case? And I would say, like, for example, in the case of adoption as sons, as opposed to adoption as sons and daughters, there is a theological purpose behind saying sons and not sons and daughters. In other words, women who are adopted by God are adopted as sons. 
in the same way, men get to be part of the bride of Christ, right? It's equal opportunity. Everybody wins, right? But here, here's why that matters. Because it's drawing on something from the ancient world where sons had rights that daughters did not have. And so essentially what the Bible is saying is, whether you're male or female, in Christ you are adopted not as a daughter, you're adopted as a son. You're adopted as someone who has full rights, even if you are female. You see what I'm saying? That's an important thing. And uh, the NIV 2011 version got a lot of criticism for taking that out, that important nuance. And what I agree, it's overstepping bounds that were instituted by God to convey and, and teach us certain things. And so um, I, I do give kudos to the publisher, therefore, for listening to this criticism stopping distribution of that 2011 version and then reverting the translation back to an earlier version, the 1984 version of the NIV, which uh, in my seminary studies I had to do, had to learn Greek and then look at uh, different translations of the Bible and kind of weigh them against each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I have to say that uh, looking at the, not, again, not the 2011 version of the NIV, but other uh, NIV translations, particularly the 1984 translation, which is now considered the, the authoritative NIV, if you will, um, that was actually a very good translation. It really got across both the meaning of the sentence and also the nuance of the particular words. So I think the NIV is a very good translation. If you were to ask me, NIV or NLT, I'm going to tell you to read the NIV. I think it, it's closer because here's why. I think that words matter. It's not just that ideas matter. I believe that God has inspired the very words, and we want to get as close as we can to the meaning of the original text. And so that's why my church, we actually use the ESV translation, and just because I, I love the fact that it, it strives to keep the meaning of the words. So I hope that answers your question. But again, there's those great articles on my blog if you're interested that kind of uh, hash this out in a little bit more detail. Give a lot of examples. I'll give you one quick example before we go to our next caller. Uh, here's, I'll read to you the NIV translation of Romans 3.24, and then I'll read you the NLT translation. Okay, Romans 3.24 in the NIV says this, We are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. I'll read that again. Justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Now here's how the NLT translates that same verse. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Okay, so that is definitely explaining the words justified and explaining the words redemption. That can be helpful. And if that's what you need, I would say go ahead and read that translation. But uh, understand that what you're reading there kind of begins to blur the line into what might be considered a commentary explaining words as opposed to a translation. But again, if that's, if that's what you need to be able to understand the meaning of the word, I think the NLT is a faithful translation. Let's go to our last caller, uh, Catherine in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, thank you for the good work you're doing there in Longmont. So maybe this is something I shouldn't worry about, but I kind of do, and, and I, I have no way of even evaluating these individuals, but I'm thinking of, like, when I see Kenneth Copeland um, preaching or having certain antics, it seems to me like 
sometimes they don't have a fear of God, and, and I worry about them. I worry that, that they might go to hell or something. So I don't know if you have any comment about that. Yeah, I do have a brief comment about that. I have watched some of the videos about Kenneth Copeland. I'm I'm concerned in the same way that you are. I, I wouldn't recommend that people look to him as a spiritual leader or as a Bible teacher. And I think that he there's a lot of presumption that takes place with him. And uh, yeah, I'm quite concerned. And I'm concerned about people who, who look to him as a leader. Yeah. Uh, not, not that they aren't Christians, just that um, I don't think that that's necessarily the person that you should be following. I think that we should be looking to people who are fulfilling the biblical role of Bible teacher and pastor. Okay, thank you. My pleasure. God bless you. Thanks. All right. Um, let's, let's go ahead and do that, though. Let's pr- pray, for, um, pray for him, because I don't, I don't really like to say negative things about somebody unless I'm, I'm blessing them and praying for them as well. So let's, let's go ahead and do that. Lord, we lift up to you Kenneth Copeland. Lord, we pray that you would uh, bring him to uh, a real clear knowledge of you and that you would do a work in his heart by your spirit and that you would... Lord, that you would bless him, bless him in his soul and in his heart and his mind in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. We are coming up. We are in our final minute of the show. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for spending your day with us. Um, this show is on every every weekday, uh, 4 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time. We love having you tune in, call in with your questions and your prayer requests. Again, my name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We'd love to have you join us this Sunday for church uh, online and in person check us out for details information times all that good stuff on our website which is whitefieldschurch.com whitefieldschurch.com and i will be with you again next friday god bless you you've been listening to calvary live tune in next time for prayer and god's word